What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of No Reserves Radio. I am Angelo, and before I introduce Alex, I'd just like to say, Ren did a boo-boo. So, Alex, we actually didn't end up recording the basketball episode this week because Ren apparently got lost at work and forgot, and by the time he he was available to record, I told him, I got a football pod to prepare for, buddy. He's like, fair enough. So... We're actually carrying this week. So let's go. As always, <laughs> how's it going, guys? Another week of football almost in the books. We are just missing Monday Night Football. Fair warning. I'm sorry for anything. I'm a bit sick today. So any coughing and so on and so forth. Just be advised. So, Alex, <laughs> what game do you want to start off with? You want to start off with the... The Patriots and the Colts. That was a terrible game. I think we need to start with that one. That's the, it was technically such a terrible not terrible game. That is technically not the first, and the first game of the week was pretty bad as well. The Panthers and the the Bears. But I, that I don't game think didn't there's... happen, dude. They were both terrible. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's been a, a rough couple of games. Not even a couple, but a few games actually. The, rough. The games few that games. happened this week were either like so terrible or so amazing that we might actually cover every game because I feel like there's something to talk about in almost every game. But we'll yeah. see. <laughs> some for the bad, some for the good, I guess. Some yeah. for the unbelievable. Yeah. In some cases. But I guess, yeah, we can start with Munich, uh, Frankfurt, I guess. So... You guys, the Americans, should really apologize to the to the German for sending them this game. Like, what have they ever uh, done to you? World War Two. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's good payback. They gave you World <laughs> War Two. You give them Colts Patriots a sixteen point game with. Was there even a touchdown? <laughs> I think there was a touchdown. It yeah, was there so was. Bad, dude. Like, yeah. I was at work at the time because this happened at 9 o'clock in the morning for us. And he had it on the phone. And I'm just like, this is such a bad game. That's your why, Like, why, why? Like, we prioritized work over watching that game. That's how bad the game was. Yeah, it was just terrible. <laughs> and, like, there's games who aren't really that good. But they have a redeeming factor. Why? I... Why did can't. Bailey Zappi go in at the end? Like my take on it, and I guess this will this will will piggyback on another topics we'll talk about later. But uh, I think it was just Bill being desperate. I think Bill knew that was probably le- his last game if he didn't win it, and he was just desperate. He saw it was an horrible pick by Mac Jones. He saw that, and he just he just had to try something. But like. It's one thing if you give like a chance to I don't know an unproven rookie or like a capable backup something like that <laughs> that maybe you maybe you have a chance there maybe there's something there that you need to explore that gives you a hint of hope but instead they put in Bailey Zappi who they cut during the half season so they have no faith in the dude they cut him in the off season he has been inactive in a few games even they have favored guys like uh, Will Greer and Malik Cunningham over him, but they so put bad. in Bailey Zappi, who it's does so bad. Like he, the thing is, 
He's not even a different QB than Mac Jones. He's like the Walmart version of Mac Jones. He's the worst version of Mac Jones. And they put him in and he goes three for seven, 25 yards, and he throws a pick to end the game. And like, I don't know, man. That's just reeked of a desperate coach. I So I was actually uh, reading re- reading reports after the game because, of course, I was that um, a Robert Kraft probably isn't going to fire Bill Belichick during the season because he finds that's not a very stable move to make, which I understand. But B, and this is the more interesting part, is that he would want compensation if because this is this is why I don't think Bill's going anywhere. He would want compensation if he another organization wanted Bill. I mean, who do you so, fire then? Or who do you move out of? So who do you hire? You I'm guessing you hire someone you also plan on giving, you know. No, no, whatever. no. I'm saying who do you fire? Because you have to do something after this game. You can't just <laughs> let this roll. <laughs> who do you fire? <laughs> you you literally either have to fire someone or you put all of this on Mac Jones. And I don't think Mac Jones deserved that. I think everybody's probably going to get it. Yeah, but like, you can't tell me going to Bailey's app is the better option. Like, we have seen these two guys play, and it's like Bailey's Matt Jones can do everything Bailey's app can, probably a little bit better. Bailey's app cannot do like everything that Matt Jones can. So you're kind of just going in, you're stuck on this loop. And Bill seems to be stuck on it. Like, whenever he has some sort of difficulty, he just goes to Bailey's happy, and it never works. And, like, I don't know. I I read a few reports as well prior to the game. I haven't read many after the game. That heavily hinted that uh, it was make or break for Bill this week. I've read a few, as you said, that, uh, like, changing coaches. And I generally agree. Like changing coaches mid-season, it's it doesn't generally do anything for the team, and it would be the service to Bill Belichick. But I There's... think he's he's a goner. Either mid-season or end of the season, he's a goner. That's fair. I mean, there are certain extreme, and you could argue that what has happened with the Patriots is an extreme example of a coach that needs fired. But at the same time. I don't think the defense has played bad. The offense is absolutely atrocious. Yeah, but the offense is atrocious because they don't have the skill position players, and he is the one who drafts the skill position players. So you're kind of like, well, you're not. He's wrong. the one to blame. <laughs> like the, I, I guess I agree. The offense last year was in part, and I, I defended that that the offense was terrible last year. Because of who they had at the offensive coordinator, doesn't really give Bill a whole lot of excuses because he hired those guys, and it, it feels like there's a lot of nepotism in that team in terms of like the coaches and so on. It's just the same recycled coaches, and so, it's you're not like, wrong about that. Yeah. So you don't think they're gonna try to bring back uh, McDaniel's and maybe see if that helps the offense any? Because Mac Jones didn't look terrible under. McDaniels. Yes, you can put it on Bill O'Brien, but it's like I don't know. Is 
how many excuses will Bill have? When is it time to just say it's Bill? Limitless. <laughs> okay, so then, yeah, then just fire. I, I think something has to break. It's either, I don't think it's anything on the defense because they allowed 10 points. They allowed like 194 right. yards and they had a turnover as well. Mm. Uh, so I don't think it's anything defense related, but on offense, it's either Bill, it's either Bill O'Brien, it's or it's, it's Max Jones. It's someone. I think eventually. I think. <sighs> I think the Patriots are as bad of a watch as the Titans are at this point. They're probably a worse watch. You might be right about that. Yeah. So it turns out that the the Patriot way, and I saw a tweet about this. The Patriot way was always just Tom Brady playing exceptional. That's just the Patriot. I don't way. know There's... about always playing exceptional because you see the the hints and the signs of the defense being good. So I think it's more the Patriot way is the defense playing good and having an, a great quarterback. That's that can just surpass Bill's insistence on making every single undrafted or seventh round pick uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver, uh, yeah, star. yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was. Just, I, I mean, we spent way too much to- time talking about a sixteen point <laughs> game, so I think we can just move along and just. You probably got this game, no? The Browns and the Ravens. That I stopped it. watching. Actually, because I thought it was it got so bad. I don't know how the Browns won this game. Deshaun Watson started beyond terrible. Beyond yeah. terrible. <laughs> I agree. And I think it was just a Ravens game from early in the season where they would get on to those massive leads, leads to start and then they would just try and lose the game. And this one they actually did. They lost <laughs> this it. This one they actually did. They succeeded in trying to lose the game. Yeah. Congrats, buddy. <laughs> you just lost the game. I mean, I don't know. Like when you have a guy like Keaton Mitchell, who's actually like surprising as an undrafted been free really agent. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they gave him like I think it was one second half touch. <laughs> the guy's averaging like. I so think he's averaging. Explain it to me because I don't. I stopped watching after the score was something along the lines of like twenty-seven to like three. It was. It was something bad. It was something along those lines. So what happened? How the heck did the Browns' offense get to thirty-three points? Turnovers. Turnovers. Yeah, I mean, Lamar had two picks. <laughs> like they just went on that mode where you try to play conservative and you try to play not to lose like the Eagles uh, last week and they sort of just overplay the hand, their hand and it was just I mean it just it is like when a team just turns the intensity down to like I don't know a 5 because they are that much ahead in the game but then the other team starts to make plays and starts to gain traction. And it's it's tough after that, after you have just completely turned down the, the intensity of the game to turn it back on. It's very difficult. And it's I think that's, yeah, and I think that's sort of what happened here. Like, they just played conservative. They just thought they had this in the bag. 
and the Browns didn't quit. Lamar, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson played somewhat good in that second half, more, mostly fourth half, uh, fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and they just managed to get it going, <laughs> and they they win somehow. I was just as as, as surprised as you because I just I had this. Turned it off at halftime, dude. Like it was wow. bad. It was bad, bad. Yeah, I think I think they were down like thirty-one to nineteen at some it, point in the third quarter. It's like that. Yeah, and then they just Elijah Moore gets it going, give, gives them a touchdown, I believe, if not mistaken. And then yeah, Lamar deep pass to Greg Newsom, and that's a big six. So then it's thirty-one thirty because the the kicker makes makes the the PAT. And yeah, the the kicker then makes a forty yard field goal and wins it to win the game. Yeah, easy. <laughs> yeah, easy. Sure, easy. Does this impact how you view? Because we both sort of uh, we both had the the Ravens third last week in our power rankings. Does this impact your view of the Ravens, or do you just chug it to a divisional matchup? Who is just things happen. I I I put the Ravens ahead with the intention of lowering them back down. I knew there was no way they were getting through a Cincinnati, but I I I didn't think Cleveland would be the team to take them out. But but hey, you know, I, tied for first, the Bengals are last in the division. I know it's kind of sad. At five and four, at the AFC North is ridiculous, dude. We call it. Despite the Steelers being like, <laughs> and I guess we—I don't know how they're winning games. I don't know how they're winning games. Do you know that? Um, I'm not sure if it's a meme or a gif or whatever, but there's like a Mario game in which they are like uh, on top of a snowball, and then it's like it's a video game that you play, and the like you just have to push the other snowballs out of the out of the track, and you win. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No, I have not. But okay, there's, there's like a GIF in which it's like they are playing that game, but then one of the players doesn't move, and the other ones all just randomly fall. And that's how I've seen the Steelers games being described. It's like they do nothing, and they just win. They played the Packers. I don't even know how they won that game. I think I I've seen a crazy stat that since like last year, if not mistaken... Whenever they score on three separate drives, they win the game. They didn't score on three separate drives. Didn't they? It's not a touchdown. Unless you're counting. Oh, uh, no, no, no. It's it's not touchdown. It's just scoring. Oh, okay. If they score on three separate drives, they win the game. Okay, sure. They have a plus 21 or plus 22 turnover differential. Yeah, their defense. The, you could just say that about you. You go through the top ten defenses, and every AFC North team is there at some point, basically. Yeah, but they just don't turn the ball over. They don't turn That's the ball it. over, and they generate turnovers. That's perfect. They also don't. Stop, oh, I can't say that, but Kenny Pickett also doesn't score touchdowns, as doesn't BJ Stroud has <laughs> demonstrated. You don't really need to score touchdowns or have like over 150 yards. Apparently, you just need not to turn the ball over. You remember when people were saying that this offense was going to be a sneaky top 10 offense? Yeah. 
we might have implied that as well. Yeah, we probably did. But, <laughs> like, it's just so bad. Like, they have the, all the tools. It's just... I don't know. It's just they they don't need they don't need to do it, so they don't do it. They are just it's tough to watch a game of them, to be honest. But in the end, I mean, they just win. It's like I don't know what to tell you. It's just like they win. <laughs> when all is said and done, they just you don't know how they win those games, and it's hard to watch their games. So you'll probably never know how they win their those games, but they do. And like they make turnovers when it mattered the most, like last week, uh, this week, they just Jordan Love two interceptions. Yes, interception late when Jordan Love was trying to make a comeback yeah. in the fourth quarter, down twenty-three to nineteen, and they just make an interception to seal the game. That's all. They are an opportunistic defense, and they are, I believe, they are third right now in the NFC North. And they are six and three, if not mistaken. Yeah. They, they have to finish the season fourth. They have to. There's no way. Yeah. Ahead of your own Cincinnati Bengals. What happened, Angelo? CJ Stroud apparently happened. Is CJ Stroud an MVP candidate? No. But he's definitely got Rookie of the Year locked up. He's second in passing yards in the league. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> you know who's first? Do you want to guess? Um, Patrick Mahomes? No. Uh, he missed the game. It's someone who didn't have their bye yet. Derek Carr. <laughs> Good one, buddy. It's Sam Howell. Sam Howell? Yes. Sam Howell. He leads the leagues in, in yards by like 100 and something. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. And he is like top five in the league in passing touchdowns. Sam, so are Sam Howell and CJ Stroud legit? Apparently, like every, I, like I don't watch the whole like Washington games. I watch part of them and I I watch back some of them as well. But everything I hear from the the Commanders fans is that he's legit. Like he's not making those. And I watched him last night versus the Seahawks. He's legit. He doesn't make the turnovers. He still makes a few errant throws that I they are not super advised. They're ill advised, to be frank. But I mean, still, he got them there. And the, what did I say about the Commanders prior to the season starting? I said I think the offense will be pretty good. The defense will let them down. And that's exactly what happened just yesterday. Sam Howell makes it a a tight game. With like I think it's a minute and change on the clock, or two minutes or so on the clock, makes it a tie game. Touchdown to uh, Diami Brown, and he's looking good. I mean, he threw for over three hundred yards, three touchdowns versus a defense who has been playing better as of late. And then in the end, like the defense can't stop us. Basically, like two slant routes to DK Metcalf was just 
too much for them. Is Brian Robinson the better B Robinson at running back? Probably. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> Bijan, Bijan is still better. Is he? I'm not convinced. But I... I think didn't like Brian Robinson lead the like every single running back in receiving yards this week, or am I mistaken in that? I think I'm pretty right on that one. But because I know I know he had like a sixty something yard touchdown to to break up the game, uh, just like at the start. Uh, let me see real quick. It was a reception. It was a sixty yard reception. Yeah, and then he had another big one after like twenty something. The so... Atlanta Falcons offense is just tragic, dude. By the way, if you Google, at least this is for me, if you Google the um, Atlanta Falcons game, Falcons versus Cardinals, and you go to the stats, it says the passing leader was someone named T. Hollick. That's right. Google doesn't even know who the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons is. That's why when I was in the chat, I was like, who's quarterbacking the Falcons right now? Because I did the Google scores, and it said T. Hollick was the quarterback for the Falcons right now. I'm not getting it. Uh, oh, it says Tyler, Taylor Heineke? No, no, I'm not getting like the scores. It's not showing here. Uh, is it just Falcons Cardinal scores? Score, I guess. Yeah, just on Google. Yes, the Falcons yeah. Cardinal score. It doesn't pop anything up immediately, just websites. Maybe it's something in the US. Maybe. But yeah, they, they changed QB, like Heineke hurt his hamstring, if not mistaken, and Ritter had to come back. And he let a go-ahead drive late in the fourth, if not mistaken. Then Kyler got you... it back. How do I have how do you How do you have... B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London. The guy and you only to go mustered like 75 yards of passing offense. <laughs> and the guys Drake London and Kyle Pitts were the receiving leaders for the Falcons, and they both had like 30. And yeah, uh, and Desmond Ritter scores the go ahead touchdown. None of those dudes, just Desmond Ritter. Rushes the ball for like I don't know, eight yards or something. It's just so it's so painful. It's like, have they fired Arthur Smith yet? No. Are they going to get a quarterback? He's still in there. They are four and six to be honest. Like, how they far? They just I lost to the Cardinal. Yes, with Kyler. Kyler is back. With Kyler. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't look too bad, to be honest. Kyle McBride had a great game. Yeah. To be frank, like we we always say this about Arthur Smith, they're like one game ahead, uh, one game behind in the division race. So it's like that's because as good as the AFC North is, the NFC South is that more tragic. It's just as tragic. Yeah. The, as the AFC <laughs> North is good. The NFC North currently has a sub five hundred, uh, over five hundred team. Uh, missing the playoffs, uh, like last in the division and missing the playoffs. Currently, the NFC South has a 500 team in the playoffs, leading the division. It's the Saints, ain't it? Yes, yeah, the Saints. Yeah, Saints are a game above. 
They haven't had their buy yet, which I think it's like either this week or next week. It's something like that. But the Falcons have their buy this week. So if anything should happen regarding the coaching and so on and so forth, it should be this week. Honestly, looking at the standings this year compared to last year around this time, it's kind of similar. Not going to lie, there's a few surprises and changes, but like the Patriots are tragic. The Bills have been underperforming, but you know, the Chiefs lead the division. The Ravens lead the division. The The AFC North is the outlier. The Jaguars lead their division. The Eagles lead with the Cowboys. The Eagles lead at eight and one with the Cowboys at six and three. I could have swore that this exact scenario happened last year at this exact time. The 49ers and Seahawks are fighting for the NFC. The Vikings have a positive record, but now this year the Lions are performing and the NFC South is just atrocious. Yeah. Like, like the NFC is just copy and pasted from last year. Yeah. Like, legitimately. And the, the are the Texans? Oh, okay. I didn't know this, but Texans are currently in the playoffs. The season ended today. They deserve it. I, don't, I wouldn't want them. Yeah. And the Bengals are not. We'll be fine. I don't know. What if you we'll lose to the Ravens this week? It's the Ravens. Joe yeah. Burrow's due. We lost to them once already. Joe Burrow's due, I'm telling you. Like, okay. We're about to light them up. Okay. That's and assuming Jamar Chase and T. Higgins actually play. Chase should play. I mean, he played fairly well. He played plus. pretty well, yeah, for having a bad back. First, yeah, he was talking sure. like a guy who wasn't playing on playing. I actually ended up benching him in one fantasy league, and I regretted that. But, you know, yeah, just things I just couldn't do it. It's like too much. I, I, it's, it was hard because he, he was literally talking like a guy who, who just, his season just ended. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, but like if his season ended, mine would probably end as well. So I'm like, I'm fine <laughs> going down with the ship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm the band on the Titanic. I just stay there <laughs> with the violin. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about this prior. But is CJ Stroud an MVP candidate? Because I sort of I have, I have to bend the knee here because <laughs> you have to bend the knee. Because you were wrong. You were so wrong. About I CJ yeah, I was wrong, and it's like it's one thing when he's like like start of the 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 season. Okay, I pushed back somewhat. Like there were some things in there that I didn't like. There were some things in there that it did good, better than it did in college. Okay, so let's let's talk about a few things, because obviously the t- C.J. Stroud played the Bengals this week. First off, the guy had an interception, but I'm still gonna say this: the guy basically doesn't make mistakes. Like it's stupid how like good he is at such like he's a rookie, he's a rookie, and he was doing things that like Joe Burrow would. I was just like, whatever. Singletary had an amazing game. What is up with Noah Brown? How can CJ Stroud make Noah Brown look like the best wide receiver in football? I don't know, man. CJ Stroud is making the group of wide receivers. Noah Brown, Tank Dell, 
Dalton Schultz, John Matchy, and Robert Woods, who I thought was was sure going to retire, <laughs> look like an actual NFL team. I know, and I am just shocked because, like, if there was one thing that I I was pretty adamant on was that I did not see how this team has improved so much to the point That's... in which their with their win total was like seven, six and a half, or something. And I was wrong. I will say this, because I have been adamant with wide receivers matter, especially when developing a young quarterback. C.J. Stroud just throws all that out the window. (laughs) I guess guess when you're so good that Noah Brown's a a top wide receiver, then yeah, I guess wide receivers don't matter if you're as good as C.J. Stroud is at football. I don't know. Can Can you imagine just... Going from Marvin Harrison Jr. to Noah Brown and just not missing a beat. Actually looking better. Yeah. Throwing yeah. to Noah Brown. Like, we're if he keeps this up, and he probably will because I see a lot of great... Like, when I saw that game, I saw a lot of great things that I saw out of Burrow. We're going to be talking about C.J. Stroud or Mahomes at some point. It's probably not going to be this year, but it's like right around the corner, dude. It's tied for 10. It's tied for 10th in the the MVP. Like, dude. Like, let's let's say they. What if they draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? Oh, they can't. They don't have the first. They can trade up. Uh, they, they They don't have a first, period. Oh, okay, okay. They traded it in the Will Anderson deal. Okay. So, yeah. And like, is he gonna be the? I I think the the Texans prior prior to him arriving there in the last like two or three seasons they were eleven and something eleven thirty or something like that thirty eight, and they haven't made the playoffs in what now three years. E.J. Stroud has played nine games and he looks like the best quarterback in Texans history. Yeah, I think that's accurate to be honest and. I think he's, is he probably just gonna drag the Texans to the playoffs? There's no way. There's no <laughs> way. Maybe. Let's look at their at their remaining schedule. There's no way because of AFC North. That's the only thing. I mean, they are ahead of one team in the NFC North. AFC North, yeah. AFC North, yeah. Okay, so the Texans remaining schedule. They have uh, week eleven, the Arizona Cardinals. Week twelve, the Jacksonville Jaguars. In this is all in Houston, by the way. They have three home games in a stretch. They have the Broncos. Then they go at New York Jets, at Tennessee Titans. Then they get the Cleveland Browns, and they get the Tennessee Titans again. Oh, it's they like, might make the playoffs. Can they win like five of these games? Maybe. <laughs> like, oh. like the Titans look like a mess again. The Jags look like a mess. Well, we can talk about the Jags because I was so right on that. <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, I was right since the beginning on the Jags. They just don't look. They don't look good. They look inept. 
on offense. They just they got steamrolled. They got sacrificed. Yeah, out of a bye as well, if not mistaken. Yep, out of a bye. Both teams out of a bye. And they just weren't prepared. They got destroyed. <laughs> they got destroyed. They really did. There was no magic. There was no, oh, we didn't play ideal, but we no. They they just got destroyed. There was nothing If there. I'm not mistaken, just... the one thing they did accomplish, though, is they ended Christian McCaffrey's yes. touchdown streak. That, that yes. You lost 34-3, to but at least you ended that. You, 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 good <laughs> that, job. That was so funny at the end when the, like everyone knew, knew who the ball was going to in that lo- in those last three plays of the game or four games of the play of the the San Francisco 49ers drive. Everyone knew the ball was going to CMC, and like they just CMC just couldn't get in. Unfortunately, would have been nice to see a, at least like roll over Jags. Like you did nothing. At least <laughs> Allow Easter history to happen. Just like <sighs> those Jaguars are just terrible men. Like, at least allow things to be fun. They're not fun. They should have allowed the touchdown. So, I have a question for you because I've seen post the Ravens Browns. The Browns beating the Ravens. I've seen a lot of hype for are the Browns Super Bowl contenders. Obviously, we have our top 10, and you like to say, well, my Super Bowl contenders are up to here. Are the Browns Super Bowl contenders to you? Because I have a very, very, I wouldn't call it a hot take, but I have a very stern take on this. I think to win the Super Bowl, you need the offense to play well. And, like, I guess if they can score 30 points with the QB throwing for sub to 50 yards, then I guess it's possible. Like, everything is possible. But do I consider them Super Bowl contenders? No. I think they are a team you probably don't want to see in the playoffs. But I don't think they would be... They would do well in the Super Bowl. Although we have seen teams with great defenses and not great offenses, terrible offenses indeed, Winning the Super Bowl, I remember like the Broncos versus the Panthers. That was the ultimate offense versus the ultimate defense. The defense won. And uh, the Super Bowl that the the Seahawks won versus the the Broncos. Like the offense was okay in that one. It wasn't terrible. But it was still the ultimate offense versus the ultimate defense. The ultimate defense won. So is it possible? Yes. Do I consider them my Super Bowl dark horse? Not really. See, I don't think... I don't think they're going to get there. and I mean, I guess if they got there, anything's possible, especially with that defense. But I don't think the quarterback play is good enough. Like, you use two examples that happened 10-plus years ago now at this point, dude. Like, Patrick Mahomes uh, the Bron- the Broncos has basically... Was eight. Huh? <laughs> the Broncos was eight, I think. The the AFC has been dominated by elite quarterback play, whether that's Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, or Josh Allen for the last three, four years. I don't think the Browns have a good enough quarterback because outside of Josh Allen, Burrow and Mahomes, those guys in playoff games, they don't make that many mistakes. 
you're not going to get as many opportunities to score as you do in the, like right now in the regular season. I'm telling you that right now. Think, so. Yeah, that's that's why I don't have them as my dark horse Super Bowl favorite because I do think the, the offense matters now. But I think they have a puncher's chance. Now, I think they, there's some interesting matchups. They could win a first round. Like, I think the Browns surprisingly match up well against the Miami Dolphins. I think that would be a good matchup for them. I think they could win a, a matchup like that. And something else is like, there's no one really in the NFC that looks great right yeah. now. So if they do get to the Super Bowl, then they I give got, them a good chance. They got more than a puncher's chance. Yeah. And like I give yes. them a puncher's chance against the Bills. Granted, the Bills yes. I don't think are in the playoffs right now, but like they could generate turnovers on Josh Allen's and can and compound that. But against Joe Burrow, against even even though they have been like the Browns have been Joe Burrow's kryptonite in the regular season. Yes. But I gotta I gotta see it in the playoffs. I gotta see it in the playoffs, dude. Like Joe yeah, Burrow that's... and the defense in the playoffs is just a completely different animal altogether. That's but, what I was gonna say. But I think it's matchups. I think they I think I think Deshaun would have to revert back to some old Deshaun. Like Houston Deshaun with the Browns, I would favor them to win the Super Bowl. But this current version that we have of Deshaun right now, no. No, it's not it. It's better than what they have outside of Deshaun, because what they have outside of Deshaun is catastrophic but and tragic. But it's not... Deshaun isn't so much better than the rest of the the quarterback room that I think that they should be favored. That's just my take. Yeah, I agree. If they get to the Super Bowl, then I think I give them I give them a better chance. Oh yeah, I, I think it's it's their honestly defense like easily flood any NFC offense. I think outside of maybe yes. the Eagles, maybe even the Eagles, because you know how I feel about the Eagles offense. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So even the Eagles to me right now. But again, I need to see more from the offense. The offense is like when there's not really that big of a difference between PJ Walker and Deshaun Watson and one guy is making 250 million, you sort of have to show me something there. Yeah. Yeah. So their defense is elite. Their defense is the best defense in the NFL right now, I think. Yeah, I think that's uh that's fair. Uh, them or the Steelers. I think the Steelers have a pretty... Because the Steelers force a lot of turnovers as well. That's true. And I think I haven't checked who has made more turnovers, but like, just think about this. I would think, say it's the think, Steelers. Just think about this for a second. The Bengals... I said last week the Bengals have a top 10 defense, and I think that's arguable. I think that's a very solid, arguable case. The Bengals probably have the worst defense in the AFC North right now. Like, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just stand corrected. The Browns have more turnovers than anyone in the league. They have 19. Although I'm not sure if this is defensive turnovers. When NFL defense... Oh, yeah. I, because it says that the Bears have 18 turnovers, and I cannot for the life of me remember those 18 turnovers. So, so right 
<laughs> Probably, <laughs> but I don't think the Bears' defense is that good. So something is up there. Man. Do you want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys taking all their frustrations in that Eagles game out on the Giants? I think you need to 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 talk about your guy. Because your guy My looks guy. great. Yeah, your guy looks great. I think he must have forgot to put mayo in his coffee. Oh, because no, he looks terrible, dude. <laughs> this is the Will Levis that I saw in college. Four sets, one pick, just should have had like at least two or three more picks. One of them hit the, the defender, I think it was Levante David, straight in the end and dropped it. The other one, I mean, he has to tank the Andre Hopkins. Like that was a great heads up play by DeAndre Hopkins. Like the ball went for Hopkins. Obviously Hopkins wasn't there, so the defender uh, it was thirty something. So a DB for the Bucks was getting that ball as he was going down with it. He had the 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 ball completely held. He was gonna make the pick, and he was as he was going down. Hopkins just managed to go there last second and punch it out. Great awareness play by Hopkins. Still, Will Levis should Better. have had at least. Three picks this game, at least. Yeah, well, Levis didn't look too hot. Yeah. Baker didn't either, but Baker at least I, a bit better. <laughs> he did look a bit better. I still stand by the statement, though. Will Levis is the best quarterback in the Titans' room right now. It's not It's not a hard bar to clear, but he's cleared it. For now. Not for now. Well, because he has the I think for, the, like, for this season. I think for this season. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sold on that yet. I think, I think we might see Ten Hill sometime again, but uh, uh, sort of because for us to see Ten Hill again, uh, they would need to be in a position in which like the playoffs are attainable, and Will Levis is, is driving them straight out of there. So we probably just see Will Levis just getting them a pick for their is a replacement next year. So we're going to talk about a game that I was wrong about, but I was also right about at the same time. Great. Did you see that Chargers-Lions game? That game was crazy. <laughs> like, Did the Chargers not like perform like a team that should have won that game? Yeah, but they also perform like a team who has a, a fraudulent defensive coach as their head coach. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> at, at one point, I was just like, I was turning away and the Chargers were going to allow points. It was just one of those games. Like, they couldn't stop anyone. Like They really couldn't. Like, they couldn't. <laughs> and, and as the Lions got the ball late in that game, I was like, okay, so the Chargers lost because I just knew <laughs> it was impossible for them to stop anything. And yeah, eventually they did a lot of field goal to lose. I mean, it was just. Well, and Johnston got his first NFL touchdown, though. Come on, Great. let's celebrate, Alex. Yes, okay. So just to pour some some cold water in that, uh, I think two of his three targets were when Keenan was out for a bit. When Keenan was yeah. healthy, Guyton out targeted them. I think it was six to one. Keen- Keenan had a ridiculous game, by the way. 11 receptions, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. Like, And he left for like, a, I don't know, like half a quarter or something like that. I think he missed two or three drives. But yeah, Quinton Johnston, 
he drew a PI. Uh, I see a lot of people mentioning this. That he drew a PI that yeah. got him like, massive gains. My take on that is that uh, the ball in which he got PI'd, uh, I mean, uh, that's a ball he should catch, and that's a touchdown if he catches it. But no, he drops it. Go figure. I think you're just a little too harsh on my boy. Well, not my boy, but a little bit too harsh on Quentin Johnston. I mean, we are praising him because he got four catches, a touchdown, like 10 weeks into his rookie season, and he, we are also praising him for drawing pass interference plays uh, <laughs> calls when he should have made a touchdown catch in that same PI. Like, there was nothing holding him. The ball hit him straight in the ends, and if he catches that, he's a goner. But no, he drops it. Just pen hands. Like, ball goes straight from his end to the ground. Like, great catch. Should have been a great catch. But no, it's Quinton Johnston. Go figure. <laughs> but yeah, oh. the Lions the Lions are back. Like Jameer Gibbs getting now goal line yeah. carries is something, I guess. Both it didn't matter what running back was in both Lions running back just feasted. Like I saw people hyping that David Montgomery and Gibbs could coexist in the backfield. Like that Chargers defense couldn't stop any two running backs, let alone two actual good ones. Like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think I feel, I, mean, I feel so I feel so bad for Justin Herbert because he had an amazing freaking game, dude. Like That's just the story of of Justin Herbert, I guess. Charger's gonna charge her. Charger's gonna charge her. That's it. That's all you need to know. I mean, just terrible by them. It's it's beyond me how Brandon Staley isn't fired yet. I guess because they think they have playoff hopes right now. They how? just think that. There's so many teams in the AFC that have playoff hopes right now. It's not even funny. Like, That's the only thing I can think of right now. As to why that fraud isn't fired yet. <laughs> that fraud? Wow, it's you see Dan Campbell just going for it on fourth downs over and over and over again. The menace just following the analytics. <laughs> Love it. I think I just... the man is just following the fact that he knew the Chargers defense couldn't stop him. Uh, we talked about this before. He's one of those guys that follows the analytics the most or at least gets like the most results right in terms of analytics. Mm-hmm. In terms of when going for it or not. So maybe it's just following them. Just give the dude credit. He's a football mind. And he's a gutsy play caller. Or gutsy head coach. I'm not uh, Ben Johnson probably calls the play. So he's a gutsy football head coach. I love it. And he, he's just he always seems to follow it, unlike the fraud who just sometimes follows it, sometimes doesn't. And then blames the analytics. <laughs> Just miserable stuff. And yeah, I guess now we can talk about the murders row. Remember when we were talking about this game and it's like, oh, 16 or 15 and a half points. This is way too many points. Yeah, yeah. probably not enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I believe Tommy DeVito finished the game. With 24 yards. 
86 yards. Oh, oh no, this was first half. I'm sorry. First half, okay, he had okay. 24 yards passing. I mean, when the Giants didn't score any points. Yeah, I think the Cowboys had. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say the <laughs> Tommy DeVito had, had less yards passing than the Cowboys at points. I just. I did. Dak Prescott took out all his frustrations on that Eagles game out out on them. Uh, is there trouble in paradise with Tony Bollard? I mean, for a while now. Like, Tony Bollard hasn't really been good this year. He hasn't. You're not wrong. Rico Dottle is the new hotness. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think I heard, like, I think this was towards the end of the game. But at one point, I think I heard the commentators saying something along the lines of the Cowboys have more points than the Giants have first downs. That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, say The Giants offense. Think about how many bad offenses there are right now. You got the Falcons, you got the Giants, you got the Patriots, you got the Titans. I I think the Titans are fringe on that one. Thinking about the rest of those offenses, the Titans might be fringe. I think the Tommy DeVito led the Tommy DeVito led New York Giants are probably in a tier of their own. I don't. Bro, the Falcons had like 80 yards and they have three for top 10 picks as far as offensive weapons go. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm going to stay put. That Tommy DeVito at New York Giants just... I mean, they scored like what? They scored two touchdowns in garbage time. And most of the yards probably came in garbage time. Yes. I think at the half, yes. Saquon had nothing. Yeah, he had seven carries for a yard. You're not wrong. The Giants averaged 1.2 yards per play in the first half. The Giants were catastrophic. <laughs> so bad, dude. I wonder what the <laughs> what the spread is for the... Do the Giants have a buy? Please say the Giants have a buy. I don't want to have to pick a Giants spread again. I think they had their buy already. Oh, no. So, <laughs> I'm going just, to look at these spread, this giant spread. Get we, ready to enjoy the ride. Oh man, it's terrible, dude. I but I think I, talked, I think it's. I think we've <laughs> talked about the ups and downs of that was the amazingness of last week. Do you want to do your top ten or do you want to do the spreads? I just want to applaud first. Because I've been a bit critical of Gino, but Gino played well versus the Commanders, so I just I had to give him my props. He struggled a bit to start, but when the lightings were were bright, when the lights were bright, he just came out and played very well in the two touchdown drives that he had late. Just perfect. And Kenneth Falker is back finally. That's the explosiveness that we were missing. He just caught a screen pass, basically, or a dump-off pass, and went 65 yards to the house. Perfect. That's just what you need to do with him. Somehow the Giants don't have the largest spread this week. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Who do they play? Because that might the be Commanders. It. Okay. Uh, I still like what I saw from the Commanders. It's like they should be favored by quite a bit. Oh, oh my God. I'm just scrolling through the spreads and there's plenty of like 10s, 11s. Yeah, it's probably one of these 11s, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, this is an ugly a week. On the docket to get sacrificed again. Oh my God. Okay. So, first off, I guess we need to make a small recap here. Yep. So, with Monday Night Football missing, uh, I am currently 6 and 7. You are 8 and 5. Should we do our and... top 10s first and then finish with the predictions? I think we should. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm just making this small recap, I guess. Okay, okay, sure. Prior to all that. Yeah, and that brings the overall overall records to 62, 85, and 1 for me. 66, 60, uh, 76, 71, and 1 for you. So 42% on the season and 51% on the season for me. And do you mind going first on the rankings? Because I need to make a small change here. You need to make a small change here, huh? Small change. Because I forgot about something here. Oh, what to do what to do what to do because there are so so many teams that are I'm just going to stick with what I got okay even I can't believe I'm saying this even after getting sacrificed oh my god no <laughs> oh shut the front door not those guys uh, those frauds as well just <laughs> Throw them in the same garbage bin as you throw the the, the dummy the Staley guy, Joe Staley. Uh, I forgot his name. It's not Joe. It's Brandon. Brandon Staley. Just throw Even them in the same after getting dump. sacrificed, I'm still going to put the Jaguars at 10. Who hurt you? Like, really? <laughs> like... Blink twice if you're being held hostage, Angelo, please. I know that that's probably what's happening right now because there's no way you just put those frauds still in your power rankings. Yep. Oh, my Listen, God. Plenty of teams get sacrificed. It's okay. It's okay. Number nine, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I can't. I, I lowered them, but I can't put them higher because we did just lose to the Houston Texans. But I do think they're going to increase as the season goes on. Eight, I have the Lions. Seven, I have the Cowboys. Six, I have the Dolphins. Five, I have the Ravens. Four, I have the Browns. Three, I have the 49ers. The sacrificing is back. Two is the Chiefs. And one is the Eagles. Hey. So a few similar ones and a few different ones. Of course, the Jacksonville you, Jaguars you, are nowhere oh, to be seen here. You got the Jags in your top 10, buddy? Come on! No. <laughs> <laughs> they have a worse uh, net points, basically, than the Houston Texans right now. Just to <laughs> just to give you that small hint. Listen, if, if they lose this week, this coming week, then they'll be off. They'll be out. Don't worry. I promise. They should have been out. <laughs> they are fraudulent. Okay, so 10 for me is the Buffalo Bills, because they haven't played yet. 
So I was tempted to moving them out for, I don't know, I thought about the Seahawks out going weeks. back in. Okay, yeah. But you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not much to say there. Uh, I thought about the Seahawks, and I thought about... Um, Seahawks probably would have been the one I would have taken the Jags out for. If yeah, I was going to do it. I thought about that or the Steelers right now because of the defense. I I think they're for, I think the Steelers are there's no way. There's I refuse to admit the Steelers are as good as the no. I refuse to admit it. We shall see. But yeah, they're all out. So it's Buffalo at ten, Cleveland at nine. I still can't Cleveland put them at, in. The, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't put them higher than that. Yet, because as we said, the offense. Uh, and I would put the Dallas Cowboys at eight. I would put the Cincinnati Bengals at seven. I'm giving you, you guys the pass. To the Texans? Oh, you're giving us the pass. I'm okay. giving you the pass, and I'm giving you the Texans. Just are probably good. The Texans might be in the top ten very soon. We'll see. Yeah. So I'm giving you that pass there. You lost to a good team, probably. Miami at six. I haven't. I don't think I've moved them that much or if at all because of the buy. Baltimore is five. They dropped from three last week. Detroit is four. They move up after a pretty dominating win. I'm not dominating in terms of scoreboard, but like in terms of actually right. playing. Are well you saying just... the Cowboys aren't in your top ten? Oh, I, I said the Cowboys are eight. Oh, eight. Oh, eight. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. The Detroit Lions are four. The San Francisco 49ers are three. They're Eagles, back. two. KC, <laughs> one. Haven't changed that. I was hoping that a dominant Ravens win would give me a team that I was I was feeling good about for first. Didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> damn you, Ravens. Damn you. I'm telling you, it's not going to get any better after this week for you either. As far as the Ravens go. And, and by saying that, I should have actually put the the Seahawks at 10 because that's probably not going to get any better for me as well there. I probably won't have the chance to put him in anytime soon due to the schedule coming up. We'll see. Okay. Picks. It is time. Um, Week no, no, no. 11. Oh my god, we're almost done with the we regular season. Weeks. We still got seven weeks. Oh, it just passes on flying. It's It really does fly, yeah, dude. Football is so nice. Football is so nice. Best part of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, you so start, we are... Do you want me to start? Just this small adds up, but... We are missing the Broncos, as I said before. Broncos at Bills. The line hasn't really moved, I think. Yeah, we took them at 7.5. It's still 7.5. I think it's leaning more towards the the uh, 8. No, 7. It's leaning more towards the 7 right now for Buffalo. So small movement in favor of the Broncos here. And the over-under, I don't think, has moved at all. Mm-hmm. So, week 11. The Cincinnati Bengals. Finally, a good Thursday night football game. I know, it's been forever. It's been 85 It's been forever. 
Yeah, way too long. But it's the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, fresh out of a loss. Favored by three and a half. Are favored by three and a half points. Mm -hmm. The over-under is 46, which might be the first time I'm leaning the over in a a primetime game this year. definitely the over. And I am going with Joe Shiesty coming out and proving the Aiders wrong. Proving that the Bengals are, in fact, it's... And not only covering, but winning the game. Normally, I just go against you, but I agree. I don't think there's any way the Bengals lose this. No, I'm I'm going Bengals. I'm sticking. It's fun that you probably would have said that as well about the Texans. No, I didn't. I, I picked the Texans. You cursed us. No, no, but you could have said that. I could have. possible way. I could have, but there is a pos- there was a possible way against the Texans, and I knew it against the. I'm telling you, if if we have T Higgins and Jamar Chase available, this this is gonna this is gonna get ugly. This is gonna be a very 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 explosive offense. Now, Baltimore has the firepower to keep up, and Lamar is very good. So I'm not. I I don't think they're completely up, but I I think we're gonna come out and we're gonna we're gonna score some touchdowns early. Uh, All right. That's what I like to hear. All right. The Dallas Cowboys at the Carolina Panthers. The Cowboys are favored by 11. Oh, man. You know what? The last three weeks, Dak has looked like a top five quarterback, dude. Yeah. He really has. Like, you could say the performance last week or this week was against the Giants, but against the Eagles, he performed. And the week before that, like, I'm gonna take the Cowboys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna eat the eleven. Yeah, I I'm the on the same boat. It's just Dallas versus bad teams usually usually can do this and can cover those big numbers. It's Dallas versus the good teams that scared me. So yeah. It's been rough. It was, I, we didn't talk about much about that Bears-Panthers game, but it was a rough game yep. for for Bryce. And one thing I said in one of the chats in which I was on prior to that game is if there if there's any offensive line that can make the Bears' defensive line look serviceable to good, it's the Panthers. So <laughs> I can only imagine what happens versus the Cowboys. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are 11-point favorites out of a bye. The Raider, uh, the over-under is 48 points. Raiders out of two wins with the new coach. Uh, is it Antonio Pierce? I always forget the guy's name. I think it is Antonio, it is Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce. Yeah. yeah, Antonio Pierce. I don't know, man. The Raiders have some life, it seems. They are playing gangry. They're playing with with something to prove. I don't know. Give me the Raiders. Plus 11. 
So full disclosure, that's who I was going to select if it was me to start, but you just gave them the Alex kiss of death. So now the Dolphins are naturally (laughs) going to swap them at the start. So give me the Dolphins. All right. Okay. Next Next up for you. Detroit Lions. Home against the Chicago Bears. The Lions are favored by 10. We got a lot of 10-point spreads here. So it's a divisional game, and I, I'm i tempted to pick the Lions, especially off what I just saw them do to the Chargers. But divisional games seem to hit different, so give me the Bears. Plus 10. I don't know, man. I think you're playing with fire there. I think this is probably a route. And, like, this should be the first game back for Justin Fields. It seems like he was close last week. And if it is the first game back, you know my mantra. Don't take the Bears if they're playing Fields. Especially Fields as a bum, doubt, thump. So, give me the Detroit Lions. Minus 10. <laughs> I think it's it's a sacrificing. You think a sacrifice is coming? It is. Yeah. All right, you're next. Oh, this is this might be one of the oh, oh this is the low scoring game you got coming up. <laughs> I tied for for lowest, I think. And it is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. This has the potential to be a terrible game. I hope you know this. Yes. And I'm going. Oh. My bad. The Steelers... Oh, no. The Browns playing at home are a four-point favorite. The over-under is 37, tied for the lowest on the week. And give me the Pittsburgh Steelers plus four. Game is close. Give me the Steelers. They know how to make these games something out of nothing. Or nothing out of something, I guess. In their case. I hate you right now because you're making really good picks, but... You're also Alex, so give me the Cleveland Browns. I like how your rationale is just that it's Alex. It's Alex, yeah. You're you're just I got a sixty percent chance to be right. There's That's a that. lot of have you <laughs> noticed that there's a lot of flat numbers this week? Like there's yeah. not a whole lot of halves. So there could be some ties here as well. For there us. could be a lot of ties this year, yeah. Or this year, this week, yeah. This week, yeah. Oh, Next, boy. I got another bad oh, one. Boy. The New York Giants at the Washington Commanders. Oh, boy. The Commanders are favored by 10. Oh, God. Do I oh. let the Giants hurt me again? <laughs> oh. oh, buddy. 10 points. Give me the Commanders. Give me the commanders. I can't. I, I've seen enough from the Giants offense. The Giants offense probably isn't even capable of putting up 10 points. 10 unless points it's garbage time. In a 37 point over under game. That is just. <laughs> I think the implied point total here for the Giants, it's again 10 points. I hope uh, you. I hope you understand. They the projection is probably like thirty four to three, Commanders. <laughs> I hope you know that. Okay, so you're on Washington. I'm on Washington. Washington yes, minus ten. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I have this you, rule in which you, you, you know take if the giants the, hurt you. You take the points in a close game like this in terms of points, uh, in terms of over under. But it's the Giants with Tommy DeVito. Like, I, I let the Giants hurt me last week. Are you going to let them hurt you this week? Divisional matchup as well. This, yep. this is probably the toughest game of the week to yeah. call right now. Because no. 10 is just such a big number with the 37 over under, and it's it's divisional matchup. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay. Um... I'm spamming under, by the way. <laughs> You're probably right. Give me... I guess I'm going to go against my rule. Give me the commanders minus 10, but I... You're not like, let the Giants urge you? Yeah, if there's a game that it's totally a 50-50 and I'm going to look back and say this was a very dumb pick, it's definitely this one. Because 10 points on a 37 game over-under, over it's, it's... It's crazy. Stupid. It's just... It's crazy! But You're thinking like the the commanders are gonna win like what twenty seven to ten. Three. That's okay. what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, next up for me, it's the Arizona Cardinals at the Houston Texans. Over under is forty eight points, which is the tied for highest on the week, tied with the the Raiders, and the. The Houston Texans are four-point favorites. Ooh, interesting line here. Books are finally giving some credit to the Texans, I guess. Or are they just starting to? Because the Cardinals are pretty bad team still. Uh, give me the Cardinals, plus four. I think this is a letdown spot for the Texans. Coming off a nice win versus the Cincinnati Bengals... Emotions will be high, and they will. They are still a young team, and I think Cardinals are turning it around. Kyler Murray getting the first win. I like the narrative here. Give me the Cardinals plus four. Here comes another Noah Brown hundred fifty yard receiving game incoming. Give me the Texans minus four. Okay, going against me on that one. Didn't like my rationale, I guess. Nope. Oh, God. Next up, I have the L.A. Chargers at the Green Bay Packers. Oh, buddy. The L.A. Chargers are favored by three. You know what? I'm just going to let the Chargers keep hurting me. Just just give me the Chargers. Just... At this point, I'm, a, I'm like a pseudo-Chargers fan. Just... Just just let the Chargers just let them keep hurting me. Give me the Chargers. Go on. You can pick the Packers. Oh boy. I'm not sure, to be honest. <laughs> it's like the Packers look rough, but like at the end of the game, Love was sort of making some good plays. And that touchdown past Jaden Reed was pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to let the Chargers hurt you, too. Okay, give me the Packers, plus three. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I, I I think the Chargers might win it, but three points is way too much for the Chargers. It's like, <laughs> you got it. You figured it out now. You can't like if it isn't one or pick them, you can't pick the Chargers. Basically, you got it. You're up, buddy. Another divisional matchup then. The Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two teams that I absolutely love. I'd just like to point out that you called the Jaguars frauds. Yeah, the Mayo Man. It's going to Jacksonville. Over under is 40, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are six and a half point favorites. Does the Mayo Man have any chance here? To make this a game. And I will say no. Give me the Jags. Minus six and a half. I think if there's anything of of substance in the Jags. I think it needs to come out this week. Just to show the world that they aren't complete frauds. They're just 80% frauds. And if they have any sort of dignity. They come out and just avenge the, the embarrassment from last week. Give me the Titans. Nobody. The Mayo <laughs> Man. Yep. Will Levis. Let's go. Be sure to give him his Mayo. He's got this. Next up. Oh, Lord. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the San Francisco 49ers. The, now we got some San Francisco 49ers lines. San Francisco favored by 10.5. That's what I expect from a San... You remember the last game was like single digits? Yeah, it was minus three, actually. Yeah, you see how embarrassing that was? Yeah, the, this is a 49ers line. Give me the 49ers. I'm, I think they're going to sacrifice the Bucks. Let's go. Uh, tough game for me here. Now, the Bucks do have a good enough defense to make Brock Purdy's life miserable. And they have an excellent run defense as well. Mm-hmm. Versus the demoralized Christian McCaffrey for not getting the touchdown. Mm-hmm. You meet the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> It's like, I can't. <laughs> I just tried to make this narrative and then I come down to it's Baker Mayfield. So it's obviously, it's just going to be terrible. It's Baker Mayfield against the 49ers defense. Who just added Are Chase we... Young, by the way. Yeah. And he, he did play okay. Um, First week is we always missing... toughest when you're fresh off a trade. But go on, sorry. Yeah. Now, are we missing any game? Because I think... Okay, no. I thought we had... Like, it was four afternoon games, and I was only seeing three. But yeah, it's just three. Uh, the Jets at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are seven-point favorites. The over-under is 40 and a half. And... I mean, I think the Jets sort of always play the Buffalo Bills close. So give me the Jets. Plus seven. I would like this to be like seven and a half. Likely, we so, didn't talk much about the Jets, but like I think Zach had a pretty solid game. Turnover at the end cost them, 
The Jets but are doing st- so good. Aaron Rodgers' season coming back by the end of the December. Oh, yeah. I saw that report as well. Mm-hmm. It might be happening after all. Yeah. But, yeah, I for, I didn't saw the full game. I saw some parts of it. I saw the full, like, first half. But then the second half, I watched it afterwards, part of it. I know he made a, a costly turnover to, to lose the game. But he had a few good plays there to start. And he had a few plays called back with penalties. He had, like, a touchdown that was called short on his run. And then he had a Brees Hall touchdown called back uh, for a Fortune. penalty on CJ Uzama. Yeah. So I think he played better than, like, the end result. So give me the Jets, plus seven. They also have the advantage of the Buffalo Bills having a shorter week because they play today. So I think some, like, were, like, the Bills are going to have, like, a coming to Jesus party after what's about to happen in this Monday night game. So give me the Bills. I think they're going to play that game. They're not going to play up to standards. I don't necessarily think they're going to lose, but if they do, they, then they'll definitely have the coming to Jesus moment. So give me the Bills. I think this is a. I think the Bills eventually have to start winning football games again, and this is about the time. So next up. Let's see if you make the right pick. Seattle Seahawks at LA Rams. First question, is Matthew Stafford healthy and playing? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think that has been confirmed yet. It's him or it's Carson Wentz. If it's Matthew Stafford playing, give me the Rams. Plus two and a half. Okay. But no takes, Maxis. Okay. If you take the Rams, that's it. Regardless of who starts. Okay, I'm cool with that. Uh, this is a game that I probably need to take the Rams. Because <laughs> I just know that we just suck whenever we face Sean McVay. And we are probably getting destroyed. And our different our offense will be embarrassing and our defense will be terrible. Sean McVay out of a bye. Pete Carroll struggles versus him. So, logically, give me the Seahawks. Minus two and a half. This logically. is just, just a, a complete homer pick. Just don't pick this, guys. The The right side is the Rams. <laughs> oh, just, the yeah, it, Rams. Is. it is. It is. It is. We're losing this game. It's obvious. Okay. Next up. Oh, boy. Another great primetime <laughs> game. The Minnesota Vikings. The new... The, the I mean, I don't know. The Joshua Dobbs. Crazy good Minnesota Vikings at the Denver Broncos. Oh, no. The Broncos are two-point favorites, which is yeah. very weird to me because the Vikings are like a 6-4 and four team right now. The over-under is 43, so I don't know. Yeah. I think it's it's just the Vikings. The Vikings probably win this game. Although Denver has looked better as of late, the defense has played better and the offense is still doing okay. Just give me the Vikings. I think Joshua Dobbs is here to stay, I guess. I never thought I would say this. 
Isn't Justin Jefferson going to be back too? Potentially. Uh, that's I think that's up in here, but yeah, potentially. They opened the window last week, so he he could return this week. I don't think I, they said they would be cautious with him. You pick the Vikings. Yes, plus two. You're making me make a lot of picks. I'm gonna regret. Give me the Broncos. Right. Oh man, this should Next this should have been a pick them. Or the Vikings should have been favored. Anyway. Eagles at Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by three. Give me the Eagles. Oh, buddy. I think you got that wrong. So, yeah. Give me Andy Reid. And the Kansas City Chiefs out of a bye versus the fraudulent Philadelphia Eagles. Kansas City minus three. Kansas City beats the Eagles by 10. You you really are. So if the Eagles win this game or when the Eagles win this game, I guess I should say, are you going to put the Eagles at number one? If the Eagles beat the Chiefs, the Eagles are number one for me. No matter whether it's a good win or a bad win. No matter what. The Eagles are number one. <laughs> uh, or I'll say the Eagles will be ahead of the Chiefs. There, there we go. He's going to put the 49ers at number one off of sacrificing the <laughs> <laughs> Could be. But the whoever wins this game will be ahead of the other team, no matter how they win. Uh-huh. And as I say this, I'll come here next week, and I will defend the t- the Chiefs because no, the won't. Eagles lost on a Friday. We record this on a Monday, and that's a Monday night game. <laughs> uh, but we so record you, the fantasy football show. You got a ho- yeah, you got a whole week plus to you know think of excuses. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> You're very confident this week on that pick. Yeah, I'm confident in Alex being wrong. That is, according to the numbers, that's the smart pick. <laughs> okay. Is that our show? Feels like for the most show. part. So, I know you go into, like, you didn't ask it this week, but what in your top ten is your Super Bowl contending? What to you makes a Super Bowl contending team? I think it's a team that it needs to have at least one unit that is great and the other unit is good. So, for example, the the Browns, I think the defense is great, but I think the offense is average. So I don't consider them a Super Bowl contender right now. Uh, I would say this week, uh, I would think the top... The top six. The top six are Super Bowl contenders. Because let's but be it's... real. All, all that matters, but at the same time, the team that gets hot going into the playoffs is the team you want, regardless yeah. of what, what the units look like. Like, if the Browns end the season, win the division, they beat the Bengals again, they beat the Steelers, 
I I, I would ha- I would have a hard time saying that they're not they're not up there with the Chiefs. I would have a really hard time saying that. And what makes a Super Bowl Super Bowl contender to you? The team that gets hot at the end of the season. <laughs> That's just it. Okay, okay. So the team gets <laughs> gets hot, takes the cake basically. You get you either got an elite quarterback, or you get hot at the end of the season. And if you got both, then then, then you're double good. Like, <laughs> so obviously, if the Bengals get hot at the end, or the Chiefs get hot at the end, or the Bills, obviously they get a little bit of a boost because they have Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, or Josh Allen. But it really is like football is definitely when are you getting hot and at what time, like. I do, as crazy as this sounds, I do think there's a scenario where the Houston Texans are a team you do not want to face going into the playoffs. I think where the Texans might fail is that they're too young. Yeah. Rookie at coach, rookie QB. I mean, people were young saying... offensive pieces as well. People, over people that, were saying that, that about the Bengals, though, when we made the Super Bowl run because we had just come off a poor year joe burrow had just gotten hurt and we made a run (laughs) we just made a run the defense was great joe burrow played like like so you never know the team on paper doesn't look like it should come anywhere close to a super bowl but if the texans get hot at the end i mean depending on matchups i could I, i wouldn't want to face them if i was a lot of teams yeah, that is true. I, I, there's also like the rookie barrier thing that we aren't accounting for, which mm-hmm. is usually a thing when they hit that rookie wall, as they say. Yeah. So that could definitely be a possibility here for the Texans. It could run hot, but then like at the end of the season, they just they can't take the pressure because with the Browns, with the Bengals, it was one thing because we knew that Burrow was that type of competitor. He was that type of that that's his nickname joe cool that's just he's just that cool and he's just he's heist basically in those big moments he just doesn't fear them and he's ready for them and doesn't matter i think i like joe burrow like the most about joe burrow is we're going on a run or it's late in a game and you just see him on the sidelines his hands are in his pockets. He doesn't look like he's thinking about anything, and he's just ready to get back on the field. Like I think, I yeah. think that's just amazing. Yeah, I agree, and that's that's why I like him as much as I do right now. Mm-hmm. It's just doesn't matter if it's the first play of the first quarter or the last like play of the fourth quarter. He just looks the same, and he just knows that he can do whatever he. He can do whatever he wants in that football field. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but he has the confidence. That it yeah. works. Now, no matter the outcome of the prior play, uh, if it was a pick, if it was a fumble, doesn't matter. It's just, it's just cool with it. I don't. I'm not sure if Stroud has that because he hasn't been put in those situations yet in the NFL. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, that's our episode. We got a nice donate button. Alex is better at doing the outro than me. <laughs> As always, if you're listening on YouTube, just thumbs up, subscribe to the show, turn notifications on, leave us a comment in there. And if you're watching, uh, listening in this case, uh, on Spotify app, if you're what, if you're listening on the podcasts app, just leave us a five-star review. 
and subscribe as well. Thank you for listening, guys, and see you. When is it? Wednesday, Thursday. I never Thursday. know the day. Thursday. I never know the day in which it comes. The last episode. See you Thursday, guys. Have a All nice right. Monday night football. See ya. Alex didn't say we didn't take. We don't take anything less than a five star review. Oh yes. Oh, I failed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I got your outro guys. down. I got your <laughs> outro down. <laughs>